When have you seen the real world hit a spoiled brat? When the high school principal's daughter, who previously got away with all kinds of garbage behavior, vandalism, drinking, major bullying, got caught vandalizing a lecture hall in uni, she was unceremoniously dumped and banned. Parents whined for months on Facebook about their poor baby's unfair treatment and the fact that her applications to other unis were being denied. Spending 50 bucks on food a day is not normal. College girl got cut off from her parents for drinking and not going to class and had to get a job. She put on Facebook about how she's going to go hungry and needs money. People offered her food and to make her dinner. She said, that's okay. I just need about $40 to get through the day. I don't like to grocery shop. If you're wondering how she went through that much a day, she always ate out at a restaurant and had Starbucks twice a day. Add in snacks and alcohol and there's $40 in one day. I was a school bus driver in the 70s, during height of court-ordered busing, so I ferried poor kids to the rich side of town, then rich kids the other way. Lots of entitled brats, but one stands out. Super entitled kid, constantly defying rules. Eventually, I caught him with too many witnesses attempting to set a bus seat on fire with his lighter. School officials were called, hearing with officials in Rich Dad, and he's banned from all buses for the rest of the semester. Dad offers to pay for the damage and quietly accepts the punishment. Then comes the surprise. Next morning when I arrive at 6am to clean my bus, regular task every morning, Rich Kid and Dad are standing there. Dad introduces me to my new personal bus cleaner for the rest of the year. He brings the kid every morning and forces him to wash and clean the floors of my bus before taking him to school. By the end of the year, Entitled Kid is actually working hard and being friendly. We're getting along pretty well, and I help him out sometimes so he can get on to school. Kid turned out okay when all was said and done. Good move by dad. Back in engineering school, one of my classmates was the son of one of our professors. Now, this professor was a really nice dude. He paid attention to his students, his classes were fun, and he rarely failed anyone. His son, on the other hand, was a total jerk. Rude and nasty and would always brag about how his dad was a highly senior professor with tenure. You know who my dad is, right? Was literally his catchphrase. He wasn't even a good student. We ranked GPAs out of 10, and he was a 4. This professor actually taught a very specialized course, so we only had about two courses from him in our entire time at the school. This course in our fifth semester was a bit complicated. If you didn't do regular study, it was easy to fail, but if you practiced the stuff, passing was a breeze. So finals come around and jerk faces out there bragging that he didn't need to study because his dad will pass him anyway. He took his confidence all the way to the exam hall. And then the results were out. He had scored 7 out of 100. We know because the professor called us all to the classroom and displayed his answer sheet on the projector. According to him, he was the third student who had failed in his 20-year teaching career. And he couldn't be more disappointed that it was his son. The amount of verbal butt-whooping jerk face received was enough to have him quivering like a wet cat in front of everyone. The next time he pulled the do you know who my dad is card, the standard answer he received was the one who failed you. He pretty soon stopped after that. He retook the exam the following year, failed again, and had to drop out. Wherever he is today, I hope he learned his lesson. When I was working at a public library, we had a few local celebrities come in from time to time. Most of them were nice, but one had a real stick up his butt. He would complain about having to stand in line, about late fees, and about everything else. We would just say, sorry, those are the rules, or thank you for being patient, even though he wasn't. One day, he and I were apparently both having a bad day, and when I told him there was a limit on how many DVDs or video games he could check out at a time, he slammed his hands down on the desk and raged. Do you know who I am? 
Damn. This is a grown man, mind you. I was a little college student who barely looked old enough to drive. I was sick of his low-key bullying, so I just looked at him and said, Yes, I do, Mr. X, and the rules still apply to you. Which of these would you like me to put back? He was stunned. I don't think anyone had ever actually told him that the rules for everyone else did in fact apply to him as well. He was a little nicer after that. Not a lot nicer, but still. Video of a drunk college kid yelling at the cafeteria manager because he wanted bacon jalapeno mac and cheese. He hurls verbal abuse, pushes the manager, gets taken to the ground, and realizes his mistake when the cops show up. Him saying, I'm so screwed, while being cuffed is super satisfying. When my brother was in school, he was horrifically bullied for being autistic, and his bully was the most entitled little brat I've ever had the displeasure of meeting. His father paid for boxing practice, karate lessons, and other martial arts. This made him think that he was the best at anything physical. My brother isn't overly fond of sports and prefers to read in the library. As the typical nerdy kid, he's a prime target for bullies. One day when the bully had cornered my brother up against a wall, my brother finally decided he wasn't just going to take it anymore. But he strongly dislikes violence and thus would not be fighting back. Instead, when my bully tried to punch him, my brother ducked. Three broken fingers and a trip to the hospital later, the bully's father finds out what's been happening. All his extra classes and training were cancelled. He had all of his electronics and games sold, and if he wanted to have a car, he would have to work for every penny himself. A kid in college was a roommate of mine. He was always bratty and spoiled, but hung out with us as if he were a good friend. And we let him chill with us because sometimes he wasn't bad. Then one day we heard him arguing with his mom on the phone that he needed more money. From the ensuing argument, we learned that he had, in less than one year, burned through 30 grand that his parents had given him for food and discretionary spending. Mind you, he was not paying for tuition or lodging or his car with this money. It was basically just food money, as all those other things were already covered by his parents. He was calling his mother some really nasty things and hung up on her. Then his father called and they got in an argument cussing each other out. At the end of that call, he threw his iPhone at the wall and shattered it. This was the original iPhone. Turns out they cut him off and he basically had to drop out of school and drive back home out of state because he couldn't afford to do anything anymore and of course was too good to work a plebs job. He added me on Facebook about a year later and was a late blooming 9-11 truther, Obama was president by this time, and the only thing I ever said to him on Facebook was a simple reply correcting one fact that he was wrong about in his 9-11 conspiracy theory. He then posted four replies in quick succession telling me to open my eyes and then blocked me. Seems like maybe he didn't learn his lesson. Simple and pure example for my part. There was only one coffee shop on my campus, operating out of the library building, and it was always crowded. So you pretty quickly learned that if you wanted coffee before class, you got there 20 minutes early, grabbed a newspaper, I'm old, sue me, and took your time. It was always funny watching incoming freshmen crowd the line five minutes before their 8am and slowly filter out in despair as they realized there was absolutely no way that they were reaching that sweet Sumatra nirvana in time. Cue this little freshman girl, dressed in classic campus t-shirt, jean shorts, blonde ponytail coming out of the ball cap starter pack. Walking up, assessing the line stretching out the door and boldly deciding to just sort of skip it. Now, the baristas were usually pretty cool with people skipping for simple things. Dropping down a quarter for some scantrons or a buck for a cookie. Anything that didn't require interaction. Not this girl. She caught the barista's attention while the previous customer was still paying and went, Hi, yeah, can I get a latte please? Like, really quickly? 
Um, the line starts back there, replied the now slightly confused girl behind the counter. But I have class, whined the freshman. There was an awkward pause before the barista responded, You're on a college campus. Are you freaking serious? Why do you think all these people are here? Back of the line. Oh, was the only thing the freshman girl thought to say. As she turned to look at a line full of people staring daggers back at her, she looked not upset or embarrassed, but sort of enraptured with this newfound understanding that she's just been imparted. It's like for the first time in her life, she realized that other people were in her way for reasons. It was actually kind of beautiful to watch, like a baby deer learning to walk for the first time. Better late than never. One of my favorite things about the military is that in a uniform, nobody can tell how privileged or unprivileged you might have been. It's a total blank slate, and for many, it's humbling to not get to slash have to wear your social status on your sleeve. On my second ship, there was an E2 who grew up very wealthy and was a jerk about it. He wasn't afraid to let us know. He thought that he was better than his peers. There's a stereotype of the enlisted guy who thinks of himself as an officer, as a way to pretend that means anything. That's this guy in every way, and he would try to get out of crappy enlisted work because he was going to be an officer, probably even a commanding officer of a ship. So there we were, a few hours into his first deployment, And this jerk gets violently seasick. It lasted for days. I don't know if you've ever been around someone who can't open their eyes without yakking, but it's awful. You really feel bad for them. It's hard to watch someone go through. Not with this guy. I'll admit that I was a bit spoiled growing up, though I didn't think I was a brat. My mom had a maid that came in several times a week. When I went to college, several things were very different for me. I knew how to clean up after myself, but cleaning a bathroom was completely new. The biggest shock was laundry. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing or how. I knew I was supposed to use detergent and softener, but I thought any soap would do and didn't know what softener was. I had no idea how or when to add them either. Reality hit when a campus security guard came in and I asked how much of the dish soap I was supposed to use and the man started laughing. He did help me get the right soap after and explained how to operate a washer dryer. I used to repair trails for the Forest Service, and I wouldn't call anybody a brat necessarily, but we're all pretty spoiled when it comes to manual labor and sleeping on the ground. On day one, the bush plane flies the crew out to a grass airstrip about 40 miles east of town. Then, you shoulder your pack, grab an axe and a shovel, and start hiking up the canyon, usually in the rain. Until you watch that plane disappear over the ridge, it's hard to imagine what you've signed up for. Hard labor, all day, every day. Working, cooking, and camping in the rain that whole first month. No phone, no mail, no roof. And if you forgot something, you'll just have to live without it until the road opens in July. Wolves and mountain lions circle the camp at night. Sometimes bears come for your food. Everybody struggles for the first month. You'd see the kid who'd been the hard guy on his high school football team start to sit through lunch with his head in his hands just licked. Guys who are in the 1,000 pound club at their gym slumped up against a tree all evening, eating peanut butter for dinner because they were too beat to cook. Demanding as the job was, it wasn't really a physical issue. The best workers on the crew were hippie Jesus types with noodle arms who read Marcus Aurelius around the campfire at night. They just took everything as it came, because no matter what, it just kept coming. Them and the Mormon ranch kids. I don't know how those kids came up, but nothing brought them down. 
In high school, one guy was a real jerk to everyone, and he had no sense of anyone but himself, and everyone kissed his butt because he was not only valedictorian of his class, but also star football, basketball, tennis, and track star. He was top dog for all the extracurriculars as well. He made my best friend cry multiple times just being a jerk towards her, and she had the unfortunate luck of being in his grade. He was also known as a player, just dating whoever he felt was hot enough for him, but would also put out for him. He honestly thought that nothing bad could ever happen to him because he was just that special. He graduated high school and went to his school of choice and immediately came out as gay on social media. Not long after that, he got his first boyfriend. Before the semester was even finished, his boyfriend cheated on him and he flunked out of his college and ended up having to go to another school. Last time I saw him, he was super polite and seemed to be rather humbled by his experience outside of our tiny town. I was out at a farm with my cousins for a party. It was more like an afternoon barbecue with all the parents sat talking and cooking while the kids ran around playing. Usual lazy afternoon in Africa. So anyway, I was 16 at the time, making me the oldest of the kids, and I'll admit that I was all back of the bus, too cool for school type of cringy teenager, and was practicing my casual aloofness. Now, there was this German couple there with this absolute monster child of five years old who made it his mission to terrorize all the other kids. The parents of this little Adolf sat beaming with delight watching their little ray of sunshine play with other children. Eventually, it became apparent that they were not going to do anything about it, and my parents told me to keep my cool and just ignore him, which I did because I didn't want to put my parents in an awkward situation. At some point in the afternoon, the kid found one of those plastic toddler toys. You know the ones, where they can sit on it and push themselves around, but it also has a handle at the back that toddlers can use as a walker. So he finds this toy and is running around the lawn full speed, ramming all the other kids. Now, I did tell him nicely that it was not good to hurt the other little boys and girls, but he just straight up ignored me and carried on with his game giggling and chasing the other kids. He also decided that I was now fair game and I got rammed in the ankles and Achilles tendon a few times. And I'm fuming. His parents were watching and laughing the whole time. Eventually, I'm done with this little jerk. So I position myself in front of this small ditch, only about a quarter inch deep and full of grass, and pull out my phone pretending to read messages. I was making myself an easy target for the little brat. He comes charging up behind me, aiming for my heels again. The front wheels go into the little ditch, stopping the walker. The kid was pushing it so fast that his momentum carried him right over the handlebars, right over the push toy, and past me, face planting into the dirt, going full scorpion. There was no blood, but he lay there screaming. The best part was that the parents watched the whole thing take place, and they and the other parents never suspected that I stood in that exact spot for that exact reason. His parents were kind of peeved that the kid hurt himself while I was watching the kids, but they couldn't say anything, so they just kept the boy close the rest of the day. So this story isn't about a child. This was a full-grown woman, maybe mid-30s, who very clearly was handed everything in life. Spoiled, selfish, entitled, whatever you want to call it, she was way out of touch with reality. So I grew up in a very nice upper middle class area with nothing but houses for miles around. At the center is a small block with a little grocery store, a few boutiques, restaurants, and a drugstore. It being the only shopping center anywhere around tends to attract really snobby people. Anyway, I was maybe 14 or 15 and went to the drugstore to grab something or other and happened to wander past the makeup aisle. This drugstore is pretty large, so their makeup selection is huge, with every brand you can think of taking up one whole wall of the building. 
I had just rounded the corner where I saw this woman sitting on the ground just as I saw the manager coming around the opposite corner making a beeline for her like a bulldog. He stops, arms crossed, and the following happens. Ma'am, I hope you know you're going to have to pay for those. What? The makeup. All of these packages you've opened, you're going to have to pay for them. He gestured about towards where I was standing, still at the end of the aisle. I looked down to my right and saw what he was pointing at, the pressed powder compacts. She'd opened one of each shade, ranging from ivory to warm beige, and left the remains in piles at the bottom of each display. That's right, I said each. She went through every single brand and opened the packaged components. And to make it worse, each brand usually makes more than one type of pressed powder. There had to have been at least 40 of them. Her, agitated, What do you mean? I don't understand. Why do I have to pay for them when I only need one? Him, having a stroke, Because you've destroyed them. And because you've used them. We can no longer sell those to anyone else because they've been contaminated by you. Her, becoming irate, Well, I needed to test them to match my skin tone. It was at this point I realized that next to all the compacts were the used makeup sponges that come with them as well as what appeared to be used baby wipes. Him, with an impending aneurysm, Well, I hope it was worth all the money you now owe us. This was about 15 years ago, so the remainder of the conversation is fuzzy. I know she was panic crying and was refusing to pay, and he was threatening to call the cops. But I had to leave at that point, so I didn't get to see the outcome. But I do know that I did a little math when I got home. Nowadays, one of those compacts will cost about 10 bucks each. But back then, I'd say 5 to 6 So she had to pay at least $240 at the end of that. My friend is this entitled younger brother who acts like the world revolves around him. While his dad is stern with him, his mom babies this behavior and he can get away scot-free with almost anything. He gets angry very easily and even at the slightest things. I was over at my friend's house and while we were downstairs, we heard a loud crash from his brother's room. It turns out he was playing Fortnite on his TV and threw the controller into the glass table which shattered. My friend called me later in the day over Discord and told me how after his dad came back, he grounded his brother for a month and he wasn't allowed to play video games or go over to a friend's house. He had to pay for a new table with his allowance and had to do chores. He got what he deserved. Went on a double date with my boyfriend, his friend, and his friend's date. The whole evening, she was rude, snobby, and overall a demanding person that felt entitled to whatever she wanted. She was rude to the waitstaff and suggested we tip them nothing for refusing to refund her order after she ate the whole thing and complained about everything. On the car ride back, she started driving, then halfway through the drive announced she didn't want to drive anymore. The rest of us had been drinking, so we all refused to take over. She said, fine, but I'm not driving either. Let go of the steering wheel and slammed on the brakes. We got rear-ended and it was her car, so no cost to the rest of us. But it was instant karma for her behavior and attitude. When I was in high school, there was this horribly bratty rich kid who loved to pick on others, push people around, and play the do you know who my dad is card a lot. Let's call him Todd. I hated this kid all through school. Final year of high school, I'd had a bad day one day and it obviously showed. Todd sees me walking in the hall and makes some snide remark about my shirt. I promptly tell him to shove it as I'm not in the mood. He walks over to me while I'm at my locker and slams my locker door and shoves me. 
I recall that he said something else, but I honestly don't remember what it was. I just remember that I saw Red and drove my fist into his nose like a truck. I stomped away all teenage and angsty. Got called to the office the next day. Todd is sitting there with his father and the principal. I knew I was screwed. The principal shows us all the security camera footage of what went down. I'm assuming an expulsion is coming my way, when Todd's father puts his hand on my shoulder and smiles. He tells Todd to say thank you, and we both look at him dumbfounded. Why would I say thank you? He broke my nose, says Todd. And his father responds with, Because if I had been there and seen you act like that, I'd have killed you. He stood up and left, and I was excused to return to class. Todd never bothered me again. My former roommate's sister got slapped pretty hard. She knew absolutely nothing of the real world. Couldn't do laundry, cook food, clean, nothing. Her mom paid her share of the rent and she didn't even have to work while she was going to college and staying under our roof. She had the perfect setup. She was so dense, she kept her social security card in her wallet and it was stolen the first day she moved to the big city. Even though she was warned. But oh, she knew better. Later on, she decided she didn't like living with us in our rules. Such as, you can't let your friends live in our apartment. It's against the lease. If your friends are going to come over and make a big mess and eat all the food in the house that we pay for, we need compensation. We're fresh from college, low-income wage earners at the time. We can't afford it. And she needed to be respectful of quiet hours and clean up after herself. So she decided to make her daddy move her out so she could move in with a diagnosed schizophrenic who refused to take her meds and was a hoarder. Her mother and father said, if you move out, we won't support you. She did it anyway. Oh, how she complained and moaned. I had to get a job at Burgerville. The people there stole my paycheck from my wallet because I kept all of my paycheck and cash in it. We can't afford internet. It's so expensive. Food is so expensive. Well, she ended up quitting school and moving back in with her mom. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius... Give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.